It's the Benz Brunani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Copy sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sipping yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind Ooh, yeah, baby Baby, it's a Monday. It's another week and all I can say is that I'm here. So disclaimer, it's going to be a very short episode this week because traffic was horrendous heading over here to the studio. So I'm going to have to keep it short and sweet, but we're going to do bits. We, as always, we are going to do bits by come hell or high water. We are going to do bits. So welcome to another episode of SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as what, what? Yes, suck your mom. <laughs> yes, welcome to another week. My name's Kelechi Okafor. Um, and yeah, I'm just here This week hasn't been fantastic for me Because I've had this kind of feeling of Ugh, I'm not doing enough Like, ugh I, You know, you look on social media And you just see people doing bits And doing bits with brands And I cuss out brands all the time So I can understand why they're like That bitch, nah, we're not fucking with that bitch But um, yeah, you just see people doing bits And I don't know as much as I'm doing with all of the balls that I'm juggling, I just got this overwhelming feeling of I'm not doing enough. So I had to really speak to myself and be like, babes, this is all in your mind because it's not a reality. The, the reality is that you're doing major, major things. Like you're doing big things, big things at Guan, like be proud of yourself and really take time to acknowledge all of the things that you're achieving. And yeah, um, I think that, you know, this has been a, a major theme with me growing up. I just, I tend to ignore my inner child um, and act really in this hyper-functional way. And I think because I'm so hyper-functional, everyone's like, wow, she's getting all of these things done. She's doing all of these things. But inside I'm just there doing all of these things because it's like, I've got to be good enough. I've got to be good enough. So I like my necklace. I don't know if you can see it. I've got a necklace by Tem uh, Kemi Telford. And one of them says blessed. And the other one says I am enough. So I wear, um, I wear this often, but I'm wearing it at the moment just to have it close to my chest and close to my heart. Just to remind myself that I am supremely blessed and I am enough. You know, I am enough and I'm doing everything I need to be doing and I am where I need to be. So that was just really important. So I don't know if anyone else is feeling them vibes there, but I'm just pointing it out to you that you're definitely blessed and you're definitely enough. So jumping into the tarot for this week quickly, um, I pulled the eight of cups, the eight of cups, but in reverse. Yeah, so this is the first time I think that we've had a reversed card um, what that means is that when I was shuffling the deck, as I was shuffling, try and uh, you know, when I'm shuffling the deck, I always say, you know, I do a little prayer and I say, what should I be discussing today? Like what, what theme should I be covering 
when it comes to the podcast. And this came up, the eight of cups in reverse and the cups um, suit, you know, the, the cup suits are basically about emotions, always about emotions and relationships and that kind of thing. Um, so it feels a lot more internal. It's a, it's, it's, it's a lot of internal work that happens when you're seeing the cups. So in the, I'll put it upright so um, I can describe it a lot more, but we see a person, man or woman, a person with a staff walking away. It looks like they're by um, a countryside kind of place. Um, there's a brook, like water running by them. And in the foreground, we see eight cups, um, five stacked at the bottom, three stacked at the top. And we also see a waning moon there as well. Um, and upright anyway, it's not a, fantastic card you know we we have to start getting into that because i think as as long as i've been doing podcasts i've been giving you like positive spins on the uh, cards that come up in the tarot deck and this i think every card has a positive spin for the fact that you're still alive so that means that you can do better but this card upright already speaks to leave it lost it speaks to loss and letting go of things like the, that's definitely the vibe of the eight of cups when it's even upright. But when it's reversed, as in when I'm shuffling and it flips out and it flips out upside down, I never if it flips out upside down, I don't correct it and put it the right way up, because I think when it flips out upside down, it's definitely like an exclamation mark. Like if it was a friend that was talking to you or definitely be like, bitch, listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. OK. Um, and that's what this, when it comes out upside down, it's really, really trying to pull your attention. So the fact that the eight of cups came up upside down in this week for Valentine's week, you know, Valentine's day is on Wednesday. Everyone's thinking about emotions and relationships and everywhere it's been capitalized and marketed to you like relationships, relationships. And then boom, we pull the eight of cups. Um, closure. The only closure I recognize are the ones on my wig. Yeah. The only closure I recognize are the ones on my wigs. Yeah. Because I tend to think that closure is another thing that we, that keeps us holding on to the things that we should let go of. There are many, many things that I should ideally seek closure for, as it were, but it gets to the point where you realize that I think I've said this before on the show, but you have to be okay with the sorry you never received and pack your belongings and come and be going. Yeah. Because chucking your head to stay in a, in, in a situation that no longer serves you, like immersing yourself in emotions that no longer want you there. That's a mad thing. Like you need to be moving on and you need to be doing better for yourself, you know, by yourself. And I think that this is what the card is really saying. Like when this card comes up in a reading, you're really looking at it. Like if if we talk, if the uh, conversation or the uh, premise or theme of the reading is, for instance, relationships, it's usually speaking to relationships, long term relationships that you've been in, and you're ready to leave. If it's if it's the reverse uh, eight of cups, you're ready to leave the relationship because you feel like everything's stagnant and that's what we see with the water in the card as well like just the water's not really moving and you know when water doesn't move it becomes dank and smelly and I think that this is how you perceive the relationship now like it's just it's just dank and smelly and it's just toxic and you just don't want to be there anymore and that's fine but the eight of cups in reverse is just asking you to to really take a moment to just think about it think about it before you just leap into this decision. Just take a moment. Is there anything else that could possibly be done 
about this situation in terms of like, for instance, even therapy? Is that something you can consider regarding the relationship? Or if you are more than sure that you're done, then you have to be done with all of your chest. You can't say that you're done on Monday and then Tuesday you're sending love notes. Like you have to see it through this time. It's the same with like exes, for instance. You might have people in your past that you feel that strong, almost past life connection to like oh there's still something to work out here there's still something to 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 kind of conclude here to resolve here sometimes there isn't sometimes there isn't so you just need to go it's same with a job you might be in a job that there's not necessarily anything wrong with it but it just doesn't fulfill you anymore but before you jump up and leave consider all of the aspects. Are there other things that you could be doing in this job before you decide to leap out? So yeah, Ace of Cups in reverse is just saying like, I understand it's definitely an internal thing. Like I understand that you're feeling this and you have a reason to be feeling this way because notice the cups aren't just Higgy Hagar. The cups aren't all over the place. The cups are very, very, you know, sturdy. They're placed on top of each other deliberately. They're not shaking anywhere. We, If we look at some of the other cups cards, you'll see like, for instance, the four of cups, so one, a uh, couple of the cups are tumbled on the floor. Um, And so that's understandable. Things are all over the place. Nothing is all over the place here. These aren't strewn and you're walking away deliberately. You're walking away deliberately with your staff in your hand, ready to navigate the terrain. And that's cool. Like we know you'll be fine. We know you're going to be fine because we see red. Red to me is a sign of success. So we know that you're going to be fine regardless, but just take a moment to just really think about this. So you don't regret how you went about doing this later on. Know that you've done everything that you could possibly, possibly have done. And if it's if it's done, it's done. And in terms of even if it's a new relationship that you're looking at, um, when the eight of cups in reverse is there as well, just take your time. Like maybe the person isn't saying all of the things that you want to hear straight away. But I think that sometimes we miss out on gifts from God, from the universe, because we don't like the way that they're wrapped. And this could be an element of that if it's a new relationship. Just consider, just take a moment to see. Look, if, if it's shit, it's shit in it. Bop, leave, do your thing. But make sure that you have actually checked that this is what you want to do. Same as I've said with jobs, anything like that. Just take a moment to, to really consider that this is what you want to do. And if you're sure with all of your heart, then go through my G, do what you need to do that's really it. So that, you know, around Valentine's day, people attempted to contact exes, you know, maybe there's something we need to talk about or you're holding onto a relationship because you don't want to be that one young ting on Instagram that hasn't got a boo. But if it's not serving you, sis, bro, let it go. So that's it for the cards, um, for the tarot card this week. I'm going to jump into magnificence. Now I'm just going to say, as before I jump into share your magnificence this week, I'm just going to say to you that thank you so much to everyone that's been sending me share your magnificence emails. I'm not going to read, um, a lot of them out this week. I've got so many, so I'm not going to read a lot of them out this week, but I'm going to feature, you know, I'm going to start filtering them in next week. So this week, I'm just going to go through um, a few of them that I've received. Um, and then, yeah, from next week, I'll start adding more and more. But please keep sending them in. I might not read them the week that you send it, but they'll definitely get read out um, because, you know, all of the people that are suggested that from what I've seen are absolutely fantastic and they deserve for us to share their magnificence. So the first um, person I'm going to 
uh, share with you is has been sent by. Let me just check because I've got two um, two things about Black Panther, so I just don't want to read the wrong one. So let me just mark this one and come back to it. Uh, where is it? Here we go. So this one was sent in by Johanna. 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 I hope it is. Um, how I meant to pronounce it. Johanna says, Hey, Kalechi, I hope you're well. Um, I get my whole life every week as I listen to your podcast at work. So big up yourself firstly and big up the vocalist who does your intro. I know it's not just me who feels it and wheels it up like it's a full-blown tune. Why? Wheel up. Pull up, pull up, pull up. Yeah, yeah. Excited, yeah. That's Khalil. Khalil's the vocalist on my intro. He's amazing. So anyway, back to Johanna's email. So my nomination for Share Your Magnificence is Frederick Joseph for raising funds to take black children of Harlem to watch the new Black Panther movie. He attracted a lot of media attention and and resulted in the Ellen Show donating money to cover the event and now resulted in other organizations doing the same. I've always been quite skeptical of GoFundMe pages or charities in general, but I thought I'd share because the concept behind this I thought was amazing. I've been patiently waiting the release of this movie, not only because I'm a huge Marvel fan, but because Black women will finally be shown for the strong ass superhero we are no um superheroes that we are no pun intended um I would share the GoFundMe pages at work, but I'm one of three female quantity surveyors and no doubt the only black person in my company. And I'm not quite sure I have the energy to explain why representation matters. It's not, it is not new that we are underrepresented given limited over-sexualized or one-dimensional roles in pretty much every industry there is. But I'm slowly learning that it's our own responsibility to uplift, celebrate and encourage black excellence. So as a wise woman once told me, I will be patting my pom-pom vigorously all the way to the top and to Odeon on the release date. Um, I hope the movie lives up to everybody's expectations or at very least serves as a visual reminder of how amazing and able we all are. Have a great weekend, Johanna. That's beautiful. Thank you so, so much for that. Big up yourself, Frederick. Big up yourself for doing that for the children of Harlem because they deserve to see themselves. They deserve to see black superheroes. So it it helps to kind of broaden their imagination and rejuvenate it. So Frederick, wherever you are, just hit your chest two times because we're really proud of you. And thank you, Johanna, for suggesting that because I love when people, men are doing great things. The next person I'm going to um, is Africa, Africa Brooke of the Cherry Revolution. So I'm going to launch into her writing. I met her at an event a couple of weeks ago and she's so stunning in real life. Like the whole time she was talking, I was like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh huh. Just thinking, wow, your skin, babes, your lips, babes. Why are you glowing like this? She's a buffing. Anyway, into her message. After listening to your podcast, I thought you would, um, you know what? Let me stop being so modest and officially write to you for a big up on the show. I would like us all to put our beautiful black hands together for my brand, The Cherry Revolution. We are three young women, Africa, Roxanne and Rukia, 25, 24, 24 respectively, on a mission to change the narrative by normalizing the full female erectile network and encouraging an open dialogue on the female pleasure system and sexual well-being. We realize that as girls, especially being African women, we are are raised to believe our sexuality was only to be considered and spoken about in the context of reproduction. This counterproductive way of operating seems to only result in judgment and shame 
to those girls, women um, or women that then choose to embrace and take charge of their sexuality. We started a movement within the brand called Death to Faking It, which encourages people to drop all facades and live in their rawest truth, especially women. The fucked up notion that pleasure and arousal solely belongs to men had us believing we needed to set aside our needs in order to assist our male partners to reach nirvana. Death to faking it is our way of removing those shackles, whatever it takes. Sexual liberation, mental health, addiction, gender roles, and the importance of sexual health are just a few things we will be addressing on our journey. You get to know us further via our Instagram at Cherry Revolution, and we'll be launching the Death to Faking It t-shirt line in the coming month. We intend to keep this conversation alive. Sexual pleasure is a woman's goddess-given right. All the love, Africa. Wow. Like I told you, Africa's a buffeting. And obviously this email just tells you how much of a buffeting that she is like spiritually and physically. Like we need to talk more about women pleasuring themselves. So maybe this is a Valentine's theme. Maybe having these red and white straws in front of me speaks to the Valentine's theme that maybe it's not a man that you should be romancing. It's maybe it's not a woman that you should be romancing. Romance your motherfucking self, my G's. Romance yourself. Yeah. Make yourself feel like a baby boy and a baby girl and anything in between. Make yourself feel special because you deserve it. And that's definitely the vibe that I'm even feeling for myself. Like I need to take some time out one on one and just really love myself with with everything I've got. It's interesting because I was watching Loose Women the other day when I was having my hair blow dried and they were talking about this, you know, 100 years of the women's vote. Hope you've seen my bum bum on Channel 4 for their little advert. You'll see me twerking in blue, green leggings. Anyway, that's by the by. Just thought I'd slide that one in there. Um, So anyway, I'm watching this um, 100 years of women's votes and some most of them are dressed like the suffragettes and they're talking, talking, talking. Meantime, I'm just looking at them like your suffragette movement was problematic to say the least but I'll save that for another day so they're talking now and someone mentioned something about sex dolls and saying oh you know how would you feel because they're opening in Paris they're opening a brothel that men can go to or anyone can go to to have sex with a sex doll so not a real life person a a plastic doll and some woman was just like oh um I just one of the you know one of the loose women was just like or one of the loosies (laughs) She was like, oh, you know, it's just a bit weird to me that my partner would want to go to a brothel and have sex with a doll. Um, And then another woman said, oh, but, you know, it's just like masturbating. It's just like, it's just like masturbating. It's just like you using, um, you know, a vibrator or a dildo. And she was like, no, why would I do that? I've got a healthy sex life. Thank you very much. Why would me and my partner have a healthy sex life? Why would I need a vibrator? And I thought, yo, imagine telling on yourself. Imagine telling on your pussy club self on national TV. You're trying to tell me that you feel like you have a healthy sex life when you don't even include pleasuring yourself in the narrative. So what kind of healthy sex life do you actually have? So if your man wasn't there, what are you doing to satisfy you? It's just really, really weird. And I'm getting from that, that she also doesn't own a vibrator. And I'm really sorry, what person or what person with a clitoris doesn't want to own a vibrator? Like, that's really wild to me. That's really, really weird. Like, you should know how to pleasure yourself so you can tell other people how to pleasure you. Like, know thyself, yeah? Know thyself. It's philosophical and it's downright sexual. Like, you should know the things that you like. 
you because you this is part of it like people feel like the job of loving oneself is down to somebody else to do you feel like loving you is someone else's job forgetting that loving you should be your main job that is your full-time fucking job g that's what you should be doing when someone else comes along that wants to join you in this job then you can do a timeshare but even a timeshare you're still doing full-time they they can do fractional hours but your job is full-time to love yourself and that includes being able to pleasure yourself sexually so i just thought it was wild that my girl was on tv going <laughs> <laughs> no 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 we've got such a healthy sex life i wouldn't need to masturbate <laughs> and i'm like oh, oh baby girl what are you doing you are just telling on yourself so yeah big up cherry revolution man because i think what you're doing is important very very important jumping to the next um share your magnificence um sent in by hodan um she's so Hodan is a baby girl obviously and I'm gonna do a share your magnificence about her very very soon I'm just biding my time because I love her so much but she has nominated two women that I was going to talk about anyway um Gilan Kinwani and um Tanya Compass are the two people that she has chosen so Hodan says Hi Kalechi, hope you're well sis Sending you much love and good vibes for a week That has been dragging and felt heavy for me I don't know if it's the same for you But good vibes your way babes um, I wanted to nominate the following ladies For Share Your Magnificence Gilen Kinuani and Tanya Compass Gilen always drops tweets that are steeped in knowledge And it is clear her sharing is designed to empower The marginalised in particular black women When I finish reading one of her threads I feel like I could pass a diploma in the matter She encourages black folk to trust their experiences of racism And demonstrates how to resist structural oppression safely She has a few projects at the moment Including a research project on racism Racism, and she's looking for participants In particular black men She's generous, be- beautiful And a brilliant woman Tanya, because she is simply an energy that cannot be contained. She does great work with the youth and is an award-winning rising star in the charity sector. She's currently fundraising for her first International Women's Day event to host 100 schoolgirls from Lambeth. The young women Tanya works with are blessed to have such a dynamic young woman who has their best interests at heart. I wanted to say so much more about these incredible women, but I'm fatigued and conserving energy for Afropole. <laughs> for Afropole tonight. Much love, Hodan. So Afropole is a class that I have at the studio at Kolechnikov Studio. And Hodan's trying her first class um, at the time of this recording. So those two women that Hodan mentioned, Gilen and um, Tanya, are fucking phenomenal. Gilan, I see her as my sister. I truly believe that she is my sister. Like she tweets from in such an academic yet accessible way. Like her tweets, her threads are absolute fire, like flamey. And she, as someone who um, has studied psychotherapy and is, you know, very, very well versed in talking about mental health, you know, issues, she does so in a way that makes it, uh, you know, accessible for the average everyday person. But also she lets us know that in, intrinsically the system that we have to um, address mental health in this westernized community is geared towards white people, specifically white men. And she talks about the, the kind of frustrations that she faces when 
you know, as a black woman who is in this field and it really, really opens my eyes to where do I go to get help? What are the safe places that I can go to go and get help should I need it? So yeah, Galan's amazing. And, um, Tanya, well, everyone knows that Tanya is my baby girl. I love her so much. Painting, buffing for days. Like she's so lovely and she's done so much for me. I've worked with um, some of the young women that she works with. She invited me over to do a, a twerk workshop with them. And it was one of the most enriching experiences that I've ever had. So I'm so glad that those are the two women that were brought up because I love them both very, very dearly. And my last Share Your Magnificence goes out to Michelle. I won't say her last name just in case she doesn't want me to, but Michelle and I have been following each other on Twitter for a while. I didn't know the job that Michelle does. Now, I mentioned to you that you'll see my bum bum um, in blue greeny leggings for the Channel 4 100 Years of Women's Votes um, little commercial that will come on on TV and online. Um Michelle actually recommended me for it. She didn't say anything to me at the time of recommending me for it. Nothing at all. It's just that on the day when the advert went live, I was tweeting about it and going, oh, guys, look at my bum in this advert. Why? And she sent me a DM and she was just like, oh, I'm really glad that, you know, you got to do it. Because when they were talking, when I saw the script and I knew that they would be um, using a twerker, I recommended that they contact you. I don't think you understand how beautiful that was to me because I'm always praying that all of our destiny helpers find, you know, all of our destiny helpers should find us. Anyone that's meant to help you towards your destiny of being where you need to be, boy, I hope that right now they're getting up as you're listening to this, they're getting up and they're doing the job that they need to do for you intuitively and they don't even know why, but they're just doing it. And Michelle is just helped me a great deal. Like it was just wonderful to have that experience to do that. So big up black women who are hooking up other black women behind the scenes. Like you guys are the motherfucking MVP. So big up yourself, Michelle, two slaps on your chest for you. Cause I appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. What goes around comes around. And I hope that the, the universe blesses you in abundance for this kindness and for this recognition and acknowledgement of my work. Thank you. So that's it for Share Your Magnificence this week. Like I said, I will be doing way more next week. Um, send your recommendations, your suggestions to sym at kelechiokafor.com. Thanks. Now moving on. I was going to talk about Justin Timberlake and the fact that he performed at the Super Bowl, but he did such a shit job that I don't even feel like I need to drag him. Justin Timberlake, AKA Justin Culture Take, as I like to call him, um, was in talks about having a Prince hologram on stage with him at the Super Bowl um, because, you know, the Super Bowl this year was held in Minneapolis. So he thought, yeah, like, obviously this is where Prince is from. So let me have a hologram. Don't have a hologram of Prince because you mocked Prince when he was alive and Prince didn't like you. So why are you, it's so Black Mirror-ish, you know, Black Museum, the episode Black Black Museum. It just reminds me of that. Like, why can't you just let black people die in peace? Why are you trying to resurrect us and have us on stage with you to do stuff? Nobody, I'm saying it now, no motherfucker should make any holograms of me when I go to the other side. Don't, because I I will find a way to infiltrate that hologram and I'll slap your fucking face. Don't do it to me. Luckily, someone talked sense into whoever they needed to talk sense to 
And that hologram bullshit did not happen. But I think it's time that Justin Timberlake, aka Justin Culture Take, packed his shit and left. For years, he has been like one of the biggest appropriators when it comes to R&B music. Like when I even think back on it, the way that he used to try and like style style himself, give himself a little afro. It's gonna be me. Like, don't get me wrong. I loved Justin Timberlake's songs. Like I used to bang them like, whoa. Like I loved Justin Timberlake's songs. But at that time, I didn't have the words for what was actually happening. The fact that he gets so much recognition for music that black people are making all of the time and nobody gives them the motherfucking light of day. But he will sing all of these things. He doesn't mean half of the words he says. Um, what is it in suit and tie when he was like... um. Um, that uh, that's why they call you little fatty or that's why they call it a fatty. Are you talking about your wife? Because she's a flat ting. Everything about her is bing, bing. So it's not her that you're singing about. So it's a bit weird. It's just, he's a bit weird. And now that he's trying to rebrand himself because obviously he's tired of, you know, I don't know, trying to be black. Um, he's now moving into the wilderness and becoming a cowboy from what I can see from the pictures. I haven't even listened to that fucking song of his, but I just see that he's riding through the wilderness and being a cowboy. And eventually all of these white artists seem to go back to their roots after they've used that. They've sucked dry everything that they can take from black music. They then go back to finding themselves wherever they find themselves. It's just really random to me, and I'll never ever forgive him for what he did to Janet uh, to Janet Jackson at the at that Super Bowl that they performed at together. It's just funny that he's the one that ripped Janet Jackson's top, and then we had her nipple out. Yet he's allowed to now perform at the Super Bowl again. But Janet Jackson, nah, no one's bringing her in on everything. She's basically been blackballed, and and that's fine. But Justin's out here living his best life. He's a little bitch. That's as far as I'm concerned. He's just a little bitch. So that's all I'll say about Justin Timberlake. Um, where I'm going to go to now is Irene Major. So Irene Major is um, a model. So she says um, she's a model who has been using skin lightening creams. And she was on This Morning with Holly Willoughby and the other guy. And... Alongside her was um, AJ Odudu, who's a presenter, dark skin, you know, black woman, both of them black women, Irene and um, AJ are black women, um, but obviously Irene has been bleaching. And so they're on this morning discussing skin bleaching. And in the heat of the argument, Irene pulled, <laughs> Irene pulled off her wig. <laughs> she just, she just yanked it off and she was just like, take off your wig then. Let's show them true Africa. Take off your wig then. And I was just like, Wow. Wow. Like you sis on TV. Yeah. You just you just whipped off the team. Yeah. Wow. It's it was a lot. She was doing a lot. So they're having this argument and basically her premise was that how can you chat to me about skin bleaching when you've got a wig on your head the same way that I've got a wig on my head? Um I think that her reasoning was a bit shit. Yeah, I was trying to find another word for it, but her reasoning was a bit shit. Because the thing is, someone can wear a wig on their head as a protective style, yeah? They can take the wig off and their own hair is still there. You are lightening your skin, bleaching your skin, making yourself susceptible to skin cancer and all of the fuckeries there. 
burning your skin because you want to be lighter. Like what's wrong with the skin color, the shade that you were born in? Why are you trying to make it lighter? And more times when you guys start bleaching your skin, you never really get it right because your knuckles always remember yesterday. Yeah. The rest of your skin's looking at tomorrow, but your skin, your knuckles always remember yesterday. So if you're not going to get everything up to par, please, can we just not? Obviously, I'm being overly simplistic and I'm being very reductive about this because the fact is there's a lot to discuss when it comes to skin bleaching or skin lightening. And I want to do it in a longer episode. I'm not going to try and force it into this episode because there's a lot to cover. But it's just the idea that like, rah, look at all the places that want to bleach their skin. Look at all the countries that have people that want to bleach their skin. And what happened to those countries before? They were fucking colonized they were colonized these these black places or in some cases asian places were colonized by white people and so you're surprised when people are having surgery to um, open up their eyelids and to make their skin lighter all of this stuff because you've sold them the idea that the, the closer they are in proximity to whiteness the more attractive they will be and they've bought into it now as much as i said that her reasoning is flawed for turning to aj and going like rah you've got a wig so how can you chat why aren't you Nigerian aren't you why aren't you wearing your African garb I think what she was really trying to say was like fam both of us are assimilating in this in this society we're both trying to fit in to the beauty ideals of this society so don't chat to me when you're doing what you're doing now I have to agree in a certain sense that we all operate like even me like look you can't see me if you're just listening to this podcast but if you're watching on youtube you'll see that today i'm donning a little wig i'm donning a little curly wig because i had an audition today that fyi i don't think went well at all but that's for another day anyway i've got that on and so that's why i'm looking a little bit peng adjacent today a little bit buff adjacent because i've got my wig on and a little piece of makeup but yeah i put the wig on because i know i've got an audition and i need to sell some kind of you know ideal so the wig helps me to sell that ideal but I'm aware of what I'm doing I think that this is what's important when you're aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it because the fact of the matter is boom when I get home the wig flies off and I let my natural hair breathe and do its thing because that's important I'm doing it as a protective style now if I knew that what I was doing to my hair was in any way damaging my natural hair I wouldn't do it. So you can't really compare wearing a wig or wearing a weave to skin lightening when what I'm doing is not detrimental to my natural self. I understand that, yes, a lot of it's still operating around um, Eurocentric beauty ideals. But for instance, I like curly wigs. I don't tend to, I don't do the whole straight wig thing. Um, I don't really like it. But the fact that we feel like we need more hair, bigger hair than what we have, that's speaking to something else that I just feel like maybe I don't have time to cover today. But what I found despicable about that entire interaction really was the fact that these two black women were having discussion, this discussion in front of a white man and a white woman. They know fuck all about what is going on here. They know nothing. And I just hate the fact that, and I feel like their viewers won't even know much either. So I just feel like subjecting this conversation that we definitely, definitely do need to have this discourse that we definitely need to engage in within our communities, having it in front of two white people who don't know a damn thing. I just think it's a bit yuck. It's a bit, uh, it's a bit mad. Yeah. 
because it shouldn't be had in front of them until we've worked out a nuanced way of having this discussion. They don't need to be a part of it because they didn't even have anything to say in the, in the first place. Holly's opened up her mouth with blonde hair. She's literally blonde hair, blue eyes, white woman, looking like the epitome of what is being sold to us through the media as the ultimate beauty. She's turning around going, but guys, I guess it's just about choice. It doesn't matter really about the color. It's just about how you feel. Shut up, you dickhead, because you're fine. You know, you're fine. You don't understand the pressures that other women are facing. Women of color, you don't understand it because you are the fucking beauty ideal. So that was just a bit mad as far as I'm concerned. Um, And that's pretty much it. I'm going to go to So You Mad so I can wrap this up. And I'm like I said, I'm really, really sorry that this is like a short episode, but um, I'm going to go to So You Mad. So You Mad this week is dedicated to Mark Stratton. You know, the past couple of weeks I've given you a vote. There is no vote this week. Mark Stratton is a pussy clot. I'm going to tell you why he's a pussy clot. So um, a lady that I know, Leande Kaikai, we all, we both went to Notre Dame, but she was, um, I think a year or two above me. Big up yourself, Notre Dame. Hey. But um, yeah, we both went to the same high school. And Leande has um, a website, um, an organization called My African Pass, where she explores and she celebrates um, tourism to Africa and different countries in Africa. She's promoting tourism there. So she planned an entire trip to Liberia alongside KLM. She planned this whole entire beautiful trip to get as much understanding of Liberia as possible to move it away from just all oh, the country that was stricken by Ebola. She wanted us to have a more diverse com- conversation about Liberia. So she planned this trip and this journalist came along called Mark Stratton. Now, Mark Stratton came along. This was not his idea, a white man. It was not his idea. It was Leande's idea, this whole entire trip. So she plans the whole thing. He comes along. He, you know, he takes part in various of the, um, you know, various exercises and various activities that they do and everything else. When it comes to time for him to write an article, I think he wrote the article for The Independent or is it The Guardian? Um, I'm not quite sure which one, but he writes the article and he does not mention anywhere about Leande. He doesn't, even the letter L and Y, he doesn't put them together at all. He does not mention Leande at all throughout this article. He talks about the Liberia trip, like he organized the motherfucking trip himself. And so Leande brings it up on Twitter and she's just like, fam, like I'm really disappointed that I'm not mentioned anywhere in this article, in this long as fuck article, when I'm the one that did the work to plan it. My guy responds with, well, you know, um, I just think you're, you know, you're, you're not focusing on the right things. Let me get the, the message up. So Naomi Fraser is a baby girl. And so Naomi um, wrote to Mark and she says, shame on you, Mark. On the day we are celebrating vote 100, it's saddening to see men still abusing their privilege and not acknowledging women's hard work. My African past gave you an opportunity and you've exploited that for entirely your own gain. CC independent. So they wrote it. He wrote it for the independent. So um, Mark responds. Let me find his response. He writes, Naomi, full stop. You have no idea of the context of this. What I did was to help to try and empower a disadvantaged and stigmatized nation. Take a little step further. Um, 
let me read that again. What I did was to help try to empower a disadvantaged and stigmatized nation, take a little step further towards restoring its reputation. My African past, Leande wrote back to him and she says, you totally missed her point, Mark. Just like you've missed me off the article. Being dismissive and at the same time trying to make yourself look like a savior to deflect from your wrongdoing is not right. And that's it. This fool is now doing white savior. Like you wouldn't have known about this excursion, this trip, had it not been for Leande. And then now you're talking like, oh, well, you know, I took it upon myself to free them of the stigma that has been haunting them. It's the bane of their existence. And I, white man, have freed them. Ah, fuck you. Fuck you, you dickhead. Because you are a thief. Like the rest of your people, you are a thief. Leande planned this. You are a thief of effort and, and time and work. You're stealing the things that other people have done, putting your name to it and acting like you came and saved. You didn't save anything. You drew, yes, you wrote an article to bring a spotlight on it, but you should have remembered to mention the person that actually did the body of work to get this thing off the ground. And now someone's coming at you. A white woman is coming at you saying, fam, you need to respect the black woman that did this. And you respond with Naomi, full stop. You don't understand the context here. No, I understand all of the context here. You are a thief and you had no business stealing things that weren't yours. I know that it's, it seems almost genetic for you to do, but you can't just take shit and put your name on it and claim it as yours. Like th that's you using your privilege in the wrong fucking way. And I'm so tired of black women doing work and white men coming along and claiming it as their own. Like just erasing you completely. There was no mention anywhere of even my African past But you know the cheeky thing He used the picture of Leande He used the picture of Leande in the article Like like it was just a random image that he found somewhere Didn't even reference that Oh by the way the person in the picture is rare 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 Nothing And people are talking to you about what you've done wrong And you're getting defensive What would it have cost you to just put Leande's name in the article About a trip that she organised that you got to come along on she organized that trip for the sole purpose of letting, helping for um, Liberia to be seen in a better light. And you took all of the credit for that. And so therefore it shall not be well with you. So take a straw, Stratton. Stratton, straw, take it and suck your mother. That's it. Whew. I mean, we got there. We got there in the end. Um... Corey, I'm really sorry, Corey, that I didn't read out your letter about Black Panther, but I'm sure I will have every chance to read it out in the next episode because more people would have seen Black Panther by then. So we can talk about that and I have much long longer to discuss it. So that's pretty much it for this week. I am very, very happy that you've joined me for another episode. I'm loving the numbers. I'm loving that, you know, people are recommending this podcast to their friends. Um, and actually making this episode has cheered me up. It has made me feel a bit like, yeah, you know, I am doing bits. I am doing enough. Also look out on Tuesday. By the time you listen to this, um, if you're listening to this on Monday, look out on Tuesday for um, a little mini documentary that will be online about me and my twerk classes. Let me know what you think about that, because that was a very, very proud moment to make that. So, yeah, that's it. My 10th episode is next week. I'm hoping to have a special guest here with me, but we'll see. So um, yeah, thank you very, very much for listening I have been Kalechi Okafor And this has been SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as, as what? 
suck your mum. So yeah, that's it. You can follow me on at Kolechnikov or at Say Your Mind Pod and all the uh, handles for the people mentioned in Share Your Magnificence. I will put it up in the captions so you can grab those as well. So wishing you a wonderful week until I catch you the next time. Until then, tap your pum pum vigorously. If you don't have a pum pum, just smack your chest two times. Thank you. Peace. It's the Ben's Punani woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this Baby sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea we are go sippy, yo Hard time scrolling for your long shorts You might learn something you never know Collect you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say you mind, say you mind